But I want to focus on verse 12 for our teaching and preaching on this Sunday morning. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And our focus verse reads like this. It says, be careful not to forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the place of slavery. The Good News Bible reads like this. Make certain that you do not forget the Lord who rescued you from Egypt, where you were slaves. Amen. God, we bless you and thank you for this opportunity to come before your throne of grace and mercy. We ask right now, God, that you inhabit us as we praise and glorify your name in the name of Jesus. Have your way through me that your word may go forth with power and might. For us in Christ's name we pray with thanksgiving. Let us all say amen. Amen. And amen, 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 amen. I want to tag for a title this morning, Memory Lapse. Memory Lapse. Memory Lapse. In 1972, the UNCF, United Negro College Fund, took on the maxim and motto, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. And this simplistic saying became one of the most widely recognized slogans in advertising history, for it contained a truth. For the mind, which is, uh, has the ability to obtain and house intellect, knowledge, and a myriad of memory, would indeed be a terrible thing to waste. But in spite of our minds being endowed with such promise and prestige, our minds are still prone to experience memory lapses or memory loss due to the fall of man. You see, when man decided to do what he thought he was big and bad enough to do, which was disobey God, his mind was affected. See, that's why, why scripture, i.e. the word of God, directs you and I to renew our minds, guard our minds, and let our minds be like the mind of Jesus Christ. But since our minds have been affected by the fall of man, our memory has taken a hit. That's why, that's why we can be thinking about the goodness of God one minute, and the next we are thinking about how we can cheat on our taxes to get more money in our pockets. Our minds have been turned upside down uh, due to a memory lapse or a memory loss that now has become normal. Now, many of us believe that this issue of memory lapse occurs when we begin to age and get older. But I beg to differ this morning, for if you can remember, if you your, your lapse in memory started when you were but a child. Going, I remember at the age of 12 having a memory lapse for four weeks straight when it came time for me to put out the trash. <laughs> oh my God. But, but, but it's funny how when a long leather object with a buckle attached to it enters the equation, my memory, God, suddenly what was restored, amen? 
and I never miss the trash day again. Yes, young people struggle with lapse in memory. Just like older individuals such as myself, I'm talking about myself, y'all, amen, who will make up my mind to go upstairs to get something. But, but when I get upstairs, I forget what I went upstairs to. So I stand there trying to remember, but nothing comes to, to mind. We all have bouts with memory lapse that causes us not to remember important things pivotal things, and even life-changing things. And here in our text found in the book of Deuteronomy, which is chronicled as the fifth book in the Pentateuch, is an Old Testament book written by Moses, God's man, God's mouthpiece, categorized by scholars as a book of remembrance. I'll write that down, y'all that was penned by Moses to recall, remind, and bring back to memory the statutes and commandments that the Lord gave them, that they would live in harmony in the promised land, as well as a recall of the amazing things that the Lord God Jehovah did for the children of Israel upon their exodus from Egypt and beyond that they not have a memory lapse or a lapse in memory of what God did for them as they now find themselves stationed at the borderline of the land of promise. See, Moses now at the age of, my God, 120, 120, y'all, amen, was, to, was making sure that these, the apple of God's eye, didn't forget or have a brain freeze to what the Lord God Jehovah did for them in the rough times and in their tough times. So he purposely pulls information from the Old Testament books of Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers to retell the teachings and events to them that a memory lapse may not occur. You know, repetition is the mother of learning, amen? It can help one remember what he or she needs to recall. That's why Joshua was prosperous and of good success, for he repeatedly read the word of God day and night, night and day, as directed by God. Amen. Are you spending time in your word? Day and night and night and day, amen. But what's so intriguing about the book of Deuteronomy and in particular, our focus verse is who Moses' audience is. See, as you read the word of God, sometimes you want to know who the writer is speaking to. See, this, this, this book is deep because of his audience, y'all. And we know that an audience is a group of people who wait with tiptoe anticipation to hear what you are going to say, play, or say. I see y'all waiting right now with anticipation. Amen. Right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, some folks are streaming the service as well as you as that occupy the seats in this sanctuary. They, you are the audience this morning. Amen. That God placed here this morning that you may have an encounter with him because you were guided here 
to be a part of this audience of believers by God. Amen? Yeah, you was probably going somewhere else this morning. But God guided you here to be a part of this audience that you may hear what thus saith the Lord. But again, yes, Moses is talking to somebody, y'all. The same way the scriptures talk to us and speak to us, that we may get information we need to be reminded of what the Lord has done for us, is the same way Moses is speaking to his audience. And the audience that Moses is speaking to is not those that wander in the wilderness for 40 years, that, that were complainers, stiff-necked people, rebellious and disobedient to the Lord, that would die off and fail to reach their full potential in the promised land. To you that know, and even more to you that don't know, disobedience and rebellion against God, who wants the, the best for you, can cause you to forfeit your blessing and miss out on what God has specifically designed for you. But obedience to God will put you in a place of blessing because God enjoys blessing obedience. Yeah, see, when you obey, God will tap in and bless you. Hallelujah. Now, Moses wasn't speaking to the murmuring crowd, but the motivated crowd of the next generation. Say next generation, y'all. Y'all. Amen. <laughs> of Israelites that was willing to move according to God's leading and love that they would occupy and take up residence in the land of promise. They was going somewhere, amen. Yes, the audience that Moses was talking to and speaking to was the next generation that would not fall prey to the, a memory lapse like their elders and miss out on the blessings of God. See, a lot of us are missing on the blessings of God because we haven't been obedient. Amen. But not these, not these folk, amen. Moses, he's guaranteeing them that if you do this, God will do this. Amen. Yes, it was the next generation that Moses was focused on speaking to here in the text. And sometimes in this walk with Jesus Christ, there will be some specific people he wants you to focus on that they can experience an old taste and see the Lord is good moment. Amen. In their lives. My wife will tell you that we will be. I just speak to folk. I don't know who they are. How you doing? Amen. Looking for an opportunity to encourage and share the life-changing word of God. That's why when God tells you to speak to people and you don't, the Lord wants you to and wants to use you in that manner. So speak to folk that you don't even know. You know, you know, speaking to folk that you don't know could, could, could bless their day. Amen? Yeah, let's speak to one another when we come into the house of the Lord. Let's encourage one another. Amen? Yeah, the Bible says that they may know that we, uh, uh, we love one another by the love of Christ, that we love the way we love one another. Amen? Amen. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's love on one another. See, Moses was focused on speaking to this next generation of Israelites. 
And as I look around the sanctuary this morning here in New Direction Bible Fellowship Church, I see a, a next generation of believers in our midst. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that we as the elder saints of God need to talk to and uh, pour into, uh, speak to and encourage, support, build up and love on. Because it's the next generation that will be occupying the land that the Lord has blessed us with sooner than later. Amen. So we got to pour into and talk to folk like Bowen, Caitlin, and come on, Evan, and Bethany, and Morgan. And we got to encourage them. Yeah, yeah, because Whitney Houston, I love you, and you said the children are our future, but I beg to differ. Now, the children are our now. The young folk are our now. So it's important that we speak to them just like Moses was speaking and directing this next generation. Amen? Yeah, they may act funny sometimes and dress a little different sometimes and be on TikTok all the time, but they are the next generation of believers that will take up the bloodstained banner when we are dead and gone and march around Middletown, saving souls, connecting people to Jesus. Amen? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we just like Moses have to speak and speak into the lives of our next generation, look at this, that are waiting as well as watching us to see how committed we are to do the things for the cause of Christ that may be uncomfortable, time-consuming, inconvenient to our schedules, and downright difficult for us to do. But when they see we, the elder and older saints, pressing and pushing on to serve God with all our might, they will be open to hear what we speak to them just like the next generation of Israelites were open to hear from Moses, amen? Yeah, this next generation, man, they, they real. Yeah, if they don't see you doing what, doing what you say, don't talk to me about no Jesus. You just cuss that person out in Walmart. Come on, you just ran a red light. Don't you be talking to me about... No, 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 they're watching us. To see how we handle the pitfalls and the melees of life. That they too, when they get their turn, they can look back on what we did as we held close to Jesus and got through, amen, the wind and the rain. And Moses here begins to lay the groundwork by way of reminding his audience, as well as us, that God is worth remembering and never worth forgetting because of what type of God he is. Mm. Amen, amen, amen. Look, 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 look. And in verse 10, Moses reveals that God is a promise-keeping God. That's what he is. Look, look what he says. He says, so it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, uh, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give you a, a large and beautiful cities. 
Now, this chapter starts out with Moses reminding his audience of the greatest commandment, which was and will always be to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. That's in verses 1 through 9. But in verse 10, he transitions and begins to expose his audience to the type of God they serve. Remember, Moses' goal in this book of Deuteronomy is to recall, recount, and bring back to memory what the Lord did for Israel as they now stand at the entrance of their promised land blessing that was put into action by God interacting with past generations. For if you didn't know, it was actions of God working in and with past generations in your family and your community that have you where you are today. That's why it's important that we pray and encourage our seniors as well. Because if it wasn't God using them, where would we? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he speaks to this next generation in regards to the Abrahamic covenant recorded in Genesis 12, 1 through 3, that was repeated to three prior generations that he makes mention of in the text. And this covenant or promise towards God's chosen people consisted of numerous descendants. Look at this, y'all. Blessings and land. Promises. Come on, we can relate, y'all. See, what God has blessed us with in Middletown is more spiritual than physical. Amen. Amen. Yeah, we, 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 need to, we need to grab that, y'all. I know it's 10 acres. My God. With a pond. My God. Deer running around. Oh, my God. Trees. And, but spiritually, God has blessed us with that to do some spiritual work for the kingdom of our living God. Come on, don't sleep on that. It's a nice physical portion of land, but spiritually. And when you close your eyes, my God, you can see God working and moving on that land. And as we minister to the people, the lost souls and folks that need to be encouraged, hallelujah. That's why it's important that we, we start now. Hallelujah, my God, my God. We start now reverencing and honoring God, respecting God, that he can use us like he's never used us before. In this place, ah, as well as that. Yeah, see, when we get there, it's just going to be an overflow ah, of, of what we began here amongst one another and amongst the community. Hallelujah. Yeah, he's speaking to this next generation. And this is the same promised land flowing with milk and honey that, 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 that the promise-keeping God revealed to Moses on Mount Horeb in Exodus 3, 7, and 8, that now the next generation of Israelites stand at the threshold, ready to receive what only this type of promise-keeping God can deliver. Mm. You know, we serve a promise-keeping God that can deliver on all of his promises to us. Amen. See, see, the mailman ain't got nothing on our God. Yeah, see, the mailman, he be late, or she be late, bringing us bills. And... 
But the God we serve is never late, amen. He's a promise-keeping God that can deliver on his promises, amen. That's why it's important that you know the promises of God. Yeah, the conditional as well as the unconditional promises of God. That you can tap into God's provision in your time of need, amen. Anybody need God to bless them and be a deliverer for them? Even after salvation, there's some things in our lives we need the promise keeping God to deliver us from. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. For, for it's God, our God, who is not slack concerning his promises, as some count slackness, but is long suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. For, for it's God, our God, whose promises in him are yes and amen. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Amen, amen. For his Promises are true. They're right and can always be counted on to come to pass. That's why I find solace in his promises. I find peace in his promises. Because they will come to pass. For God is not a man that he shall lie. Even the son of man that he should be. His promises are right, true, and always on time. That's why the type of God Moses wanted to reveal and remind the next generation of, as well as us today, that they had, that they and we not have a memory lapse. Look, after his promises are fulfilled in our lives. See, see Moses, Moses is on to something, y'all. He, he, he wants to tap into this next generation and let them know that, yeah, God is a promise-keeping God. Yeah, but, but after you get the promise and it's fulfilled, don't forget about, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I got to go there. Don't forget about the God that availed you this promise. Amen. Amen. He is a promise-keeping God. But Moses also wanted to reveal to this next generation that God is a possession-giving God. Yo, this is deep right here, y'all. Look at verses 10 and 11. It said, so it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a large and beautiful cities which you did not build, houses full of goods, good things which you did not fill, hone out wells which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant. Yeah, yeah, see, see. Now, we know that God is the best giver of all time. I think it's safe to say that the Lord God is a, the goat when it comes to giving. Yeah, yeah. For he, he gave us his best by way of Jesus Christ that we can be our best. Oh, so you got to catch that. He gave us his best so we can be our best. So when you're feeling down and out, just think about what God has given us and who he has given us. He has given us his best, so we can be our best. Amen? He gives us life and life more abundantly. Just look at how blessed your life has been after surrendering. Come on. I mean really surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. Hasn't things been better? Yeah, come on. The storms of life still come, but you, you know how to navigate through them now. Yeah. You, 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 you might get COVID, but because you, you got your vaccination, you can navigate through it a little better now. 
Yeah, 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 God. He's this, that type of God. But we also know that God gifts us and gives us possessions in this life. Oh, what a giving God we serve. And there's nothing wrong with the possessions that God gives us. As long as you and I don't allow the possessions to possess us. That we begin to have a memory lapse of who blessed us with the possessions we have. And a sure, oh my God, a sure sign that, 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 that this is happening in your life is when the Lord blesses you with a new car and you choose to clean it, wax it, and detail it on Sunday morning, which in turn causes you to miss Sunday service. Yeah, that's a sure shine that the possession has possessed you. When you get that new house and you decide, my God, to wash clothes on Sunday morning in your new laundry room that's laid out, top loaders, front loaders and everything, amen? But in doing that, you miss Sunday service. That's a sure sign that your possession has possessed you. And here in the text, Moses reminds and makes note to his audience of the possessions. Look at this, y'all. They were received in the promised land. But if you look closely at the text, you see that these possessions of large and beautiful cities, houses full of good things, wells, vineyards, and olive trees were not built, dug out, are planted by the soon-to-be residents of the promised land. See, the Israelites didn't do anything or any work that produced what they were about to be partakers of. Because all that stuff, all that good stuff was already done by the previous owners. So remember, remember, remember that, 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 that God is a possession-giving God. You know God is such a great giver that sometimes all you have to do is step into what he has allowed your enemies to set up for your good and for his glory. And I know this is right on point and worth mentioning because it's recorded in Numbers chapter 13, y'all, that the occupants of the promised land, which was Canaan, was occupied by the Amalekites, uh, uh, the, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, and the, the Anak, the giants, of which were enemies and sinners towards God and God's chosen people. Mm. But the good news is that they were an industrial and agricultural enemy. Look at this, y'all. Who were wealthy and well-off. And the Lord, our God, took that in consideration and allowed them to set up Canaan in such a way that all the next generation of Israelites had to do was walk into the joy 
of the Lord that the, the enemies and foes fixed and fabricated just for them. Come on. You see, Moses is one of these promised land people to know and never forget that what they were about to receive by way of a possession giving God was not doing, was no doing of their own, amen? But it was only through God, their creator, amen? He is a possession giving God. He has given you some possessions, y'all, amen? But look at this, look at this. That, that's why I don't get upset with my coworkers when uh, the, the, the lottery is at a million plus, and they try to be smart, Elder Ward, and they say, Steve, come on, they, they, they know how I get down, right? If we hit this million plus, look, this is the question. Will you take some of the money for you, this is what they say, y'all, for you or your church? Come on, you know you got coworkers like that. You got family members like that, amen? You got church members, oh, I mean, like, And I reply, I reply, look at this in my reply, y'all. I, I, I don't have to take it because the wealth you get as one who hasn't surrendered his or her life to Jesus Christ the Lord is coming my way anyway. Because Proverbs 13, 22 says, to be exact, the Lord allows the wealth of sinners to be stored up for the righteous. So I said, go on and play your lottery and hit it in. And make fun of me now, but when you get it, it's coming to me anyway. Because the Lord will take from the unrighteous and give to the righteous that they can do the right thing at the right time with the possession he gives them. Amen? Yeah, y'all be like, go ahead, y'all. And I take him to the scripture, too. I did that one night. One guy was like, wow, you right. I said, well, go ahead and play, man. That's why we as believers, we ain't got to do that stuff, y'all. Come on, Lord, tell he so, will supply all our needs according to his riches and glory. So now we found out here that uh, the riches of the, uh, uh, the sinners are stored up for us. So I better not see none of y'all on the lottery line. I'm going to call you out. If you see me in the lottery line, call me. <laughs> For he is a possession-giving God that we should never, ever, I mean, never, ever, I mean, never, never, ever forget. Amen? He has given us some great possession. But the Lord is also, look at this, a practical thinking God. And he lets it be known here in the text. Look at the tale in verse 11 and verse 12. It says, in tale 11, it says, and when you eat and are satisfied, so I focus verse here, y'all. Be careful not to forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of your place of slavery. In other words, don't have memory or memory lapse about me after I bless you. Amen? Yes, with Moses. Come on, don't, don't forget about this God who blessed you. Yeah, I know your ancestors were a trip. 
Yeah, but, but they birthed you. And God has something in store for you. So once you get it, don't start tripping. Stop coming to church. Stop calling folk. Stop serving. No, 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 no. That's what we should do with the more. Amen. He is a practical thinking God. Now, the Lord, who is a promise-keeping God and a possession-giving God, knows from experience that, we, that when we, uh, 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 we can get hung up on his blessings, that we forget about he the blessor. Hmm. See, Lucifer got caught up on the blessing God gave him to be the worship leader in heaven, but forgot about God the blessor. And God had to deal with him for that. Yeah, when we, we forget about the blessor who gave us the blessing, God has to deal with us. Yeah, so we can't forget the, the blessor when he gives us the blessing because the blessor has the right to take away the blessing. And the blessor has the right not to bless you anymore. But because the, but because the blessor is full of grace, And mercy, I think y'all sung it. I think you said it, Christian, earlier. He, he's a God of another chance. A second, a third, a fourth chance to help us get it right. Amen? Yeah, he is a practical God. Amen? Yeah, yeah. See, when the Lord blesses us with a negative COVID test, we oftentimes have a memory lapse moment. And forget who allowed us to experience that blessing. When the Lord blesses us with the man or woman of our dreams, we sometimes have a memory lapse moment and forget that it was God who sent you that 5'9", bald-haired brother <laughs> that loves the Lord or that 4'11", petite sister that can cook and pray the house down. Yes, we sometimes get blessed like that in a memory lapse occurs in our mind after God does what he does for you and I. See, Moses knew this as well, so he lets this next generation know that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is also a, a practical thinking God who knows that after you get all the good and perfect gifts that he gives and bestows, you and I are prone to experience a memory lapse moment and go about our way without acknowledging God for what he has given us. So Moses had to remind this next generation and we the current generation who make up the audience this morning that after we get what God has promised us, we better be on alert not to forget or have a memory lapse moment of all the things the Lord has done for us. For just like the children of Israel, we too were in bondage to sin. We were slaves to sin. But God, by way of his son, Jesus Christ, freed us and brought us out of what was killing us spiritually as well as physically, that now we can declare that he who the Son sets free is free indeed. 
Any free folk in there? I don't know about you, but I'm so free sometimes, I get like Patti LaBelle. I'm so free in the Lord, y'all, that sometimes I feel like I'm flying. Amen? Yeah, yeah. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. Free to do what? Free to worship him. Free to pray. Yo, there was a time, I gotta start, there was a time in my life, y'all, where I was so hung up on people looking at me within the sanctuary when the Spirit of the Lord dropped, I wouldn't give him the praise that I gave him. Right up. Yeah, I was so concerned about people looking at me. Amen? But, 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 but when I tapped into the, the power of God, the realness of God, the love of God, he let me realize and know that I'm free. I don't care how you look at me. I don't care if you flag me. I don't care if you walk out on me. I'm going to praise him with a dance, with my lips. I'm going to praise him no matter what. I think right now is our appropriate time for praise. God, we thank you and we bless you. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, that's a running moment. Amen. Yeah, God has been so good to us. Amen. He set us free from bondage. Yes, yeah, and we were on a, in the world on the dance floor. We was, we was getting it. Yeah, you know, we was, you was getting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I met my wife in the club. She had a party and I went. <laughs> I would. But when I turn my life around, I see you laughing, Kayla. Yeah. I, I, I didn't lose, man. I, I, I didn't lose the excitement of dancing. But now I'm just dancing for the Lord. Amen. Now I got to be real with y'all. It's some your music I put on in the house on my, my Echo Dot, and I start. You know, Yeah, I start hitting, I start, yeah, 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 see, see, yeah, yeah, so, 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 yeah, yeah, it's all right, it's, it's all right, man, but, but, but ultimately, our praise and the, with our lips and our bodies should be unto the Lord, amen, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, amen, yeah, 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 he's freed us up, y'all, but if we were honest this morning, even after all of that, Many of us still find ourselves struggling and having memory lapse moments in our lives for the things God has done for us. Let's be real, y'all. So how do we address this issue that has plagued us for so many years in our lives? Well, praise be to God for this man named Moses. Yeah, yeah. A man who was once called the Prince of Egypt. But he was introduced to God on this Mount Horeb. And it changed his life. You know, an introduction to God will change your life. Amen? That's why we have to be ready, willing, and able to introduce God, Jesus Christ, to others. 
that their lives can be changed. Moses' life was changed. So praise be the God for Moses because he gives us the answers to our problem of memory loss and memory lapse when it comes to remembering the things of God. And it's found here in verse 13, y'all. Please look at verse 13 with me. And the first thing you and I must do to, to address, to fight and ward off memory lapse and memory loss that, of the things God has done, we must do this thing. We must fear the Lord, your God. Now, the word fear here in the text means reverence, respect, and honor God. See, when you begin to revere and respect the Lord, your God, who, for who he is, you will always remember what he has done for you. Amen? See, when you and I enter into a realm of respect towards God that causes us to fear him, our memory will then magnify all the things his love has awarded us. Amen? Yeah, we live in a time where folk don't revere God. They don't respect God. Amen? And I'm talking about the people of God. No, no, we got to get back to revering and reverencing and fearing God. And when we do our memory lapse moments, hallelujah, we'll take a hike. Because we're remembering, our, our memory is being magnified of all the things he's done for us in spite of us. Moses, thank you. Thank you, Moses. See, if we want our memory uh, to, to be lapsed free, we will also need to worship him. Look at the text, y'all. For Moses says, fear the Lord your God and worship him. Ugh. See, when we enter into the arena of worship, we as believers take our relationship with God to a greater level. You see, worship, true spirit-filled worship, of which the Father seeks, according to John 4 and 23, will bring us closer and closer and closer to the God we serve. And I found out that the closer we get to God through the action and activity of worship, our memory of him and all he has done will never fade. Yeah, David was a worshiper, y'all. Yeah, yeah, and, and he didn't forget what God did for him. Because David was something else. But he was still a worshiper. And it caused him to remember what God, see, Worshiping God takes you into his presence. Amen. And it's nothing like being in his presence. Amen. And we ain't got to wait here to worship God. Wait till we get here to worship God. Amen. No, no, we can worship God in our homes, in our cars. Amen. Yeah, I see some folk driving. They be, they're worshiping God in their, in their cars. Come on. You can, you can even be bold and worship God at Walmart because you're free. Amen. They might put you out, but you still. <laughs> See, if, if you want to overcome your moments of memory lapse, Moses says you must be willing, look at this, y'all, to take your oaths in his name. 
Now, this word oath means to promise and pledge. And when you are, and when you and I promise and pledge to profess and confess to a dying world that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world, the light of the world, who has the whole world in his hands, our memory of what he did to save all mankind will not falter, but flourish as we remember what God, the God of our salvation, did for us. And what did he do? For he and only he took all the sins of mine and yours and became the appropriation and sacrifice for you and me. He allowed himself to be hung on a cross. He was beaten. He was mocked and spit upon. Then he died for you and me because his love and memory of us was so great that he got up on the third day and declared that all power was in his hands, giving you and I the opportunity to be saved and sealed until the day of redemption. And, and we, after running, oh my God, ducking and diving, finally took advantage of this opportunity to be saved. That's why today and forevermore, we won't have a memory lapse of the master. No, we'll remember what he's done for us. We'll never forget so much so that we'll tell folks in highways and byways that we rest to our feet, on our feet, about the goodness of the Lord. For he has done some great things for us. Therefore, let us remember and never forget. Hallelujah. For the Lord is great and greatly to you. God, we thank you and bless you. God, that you love us so much that you gave us your best. And God, you love us so much that you've given us a another chance to get it right. God, we confess this morning that we sometimes lose memory of some of the things you have done for us. And God, we repent of that. We're sorry, Lord. Because as we look at our lives, we see, God, that you have done great things for us. As we look at your word, we see that you have done great things for us. The patriarchs in your word, God. And we know, God, that you are still a God that gives provision, that gives comfort, that gives calm. And Lord, we thank you for being recipients of that. Help us to never forget again, to have a memory lapse, a lose memory of your unfailing love your grace, and your mercy. Help us, God, to be like Moses in these last and evil days and speak into the lives of others that they may know you and come into a saving relationship with you. God, we thank you today.
Thank you for your people, God, who said not robbery to come out this morning to hear from you. Help us to take this word and apply it to our lives that we not forget. God, you, you, you've done so much for us. You've been so good to us. Help us, God, to be so good to you as we remember how you suffered, bled, and died. God, we thank you and we bless you. For us in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we do pray. Amen.